Welcome to episode 246. Running the race takes training. Why self-discipline may be the reason your leadership and life are not bringing you joy. What you can do about it, that's today on The Reclaimed Leader. Welcome to The Reclaimed Leader, a podcast by two pastors trying to lead their churches through revitalization and change. Their mission, to share their journey with you so it might help you in yours. And now, here, please welcome our hosts, Jason Tucker and Jesse Skiffington. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 246 of the Reclaim Leader, Equipping Churches for Turnaround Change. I'm Jason Tucker, here back again with Jesse Skiffington. How's it going, Jesse? Doing okay, Jason. Glad to be back having a conversation with you, talking leadership in the local church and just kind of leadership in general and life leadership, self-leadership, all those things that are all things leadership we like to kick around <laughs> and talk about. Uh, and so, yeah, grateful for another opportunity to just talk shop with you and uh, think about how we're doing when it comes to to our leadership. Yeah, and it's it's so stressful last week doing that episode on my own. This is so much better. So you can never go do something else. You have to always do this podcast. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking that on. Uh, no, not an easy thing to talk to yourself for 25, 30 minutes of content, right? You yeah. kind of start to feel for some of those uh, those radio hosts out there. I mean, I'm always impressed by people who have that podcast that they can do solo, but I suspect they have a script in front of them too, maybe. I don't know. I think but so, yeah. Yeah, back and forth, this conversational approach that you and I have, I really appreciate me too. So, hey, let's get into our topic today. I think um, this is a really good one. And in a lot of ways, it kind of covers, there's a lot of kind of Venn diagram overlapping with a lot of areas of our lives and ministry. Oh, for sure. And that's the topic of discipline. Not mm-hmm. discipline uh, like we need to discipline our congregation. I don't know. Maybe you do. But <laughs> that's right. this is more to do with self-discipline. And I think this is a really nice thing to visit during the summer when maybe a lot of our routines and disciplines are just simply not what they typically are and we may be suffering for it. So I'd love for you to just kind of yeah, let's throw dive us in. into the deep water here. Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned church discipline because I started thinking about this in the context of some of what Paul was writing in 1 Corinthians about the need for discipline in the community and a more disciplined life and training in, in, in that way and course correction when needed. And it got me to thinking about my own personal self-discipline. How am I doing at being a disciplined follower of Jesus in different areas of my life, my, my personal relationship with God, my faith? my leadership in the in the church community and then in my personal life how am i doing at being disciplined and practicing self discipline and kind of came out of that 1 Corinthians 9 passage if anybody wants to go and just kind of get some inspiration from Paul but he's talking about um running the race and the people train they go into strict training to run a race right and they're doing it to win basically some celery to put on their head, like a plant that's going to wither and fade. You know, the the wreath they would have gotten as the prize didn't last, but they, they were willing to do that for the sake of the prize. And he says, our prize is so much bigger and better. So be disciplined, get after it and go into training for the sake of what God's calling you to and your in your life, faith uh, and relationships. And so I want, I thought it would be maybe helpful just to talk a little bit, Jason, today about how do we do that, especially if we've gotten off track and we feel a need to kind of renew our discipline in different areas of our life and faith. How how do we do it? And how do we know if we're not disciplined? Maybe that's the first one. 
what's is it just a wake up call that we get some at some point we go you know what I'm not as disciplined as I used to be or I need to go back into training I need to get my discipline back how do you notice Jason when your discipline has gone maybe drifted and you're not as disciplined as you've been yeah so I'll see the I'll see the results of a lack of discipline and I'll I may not at first identify that it's a discipline issue but once I kind of think about it I realize so it could be anything it could be I'm feeling far away from God right now. Now, listen, there are a lot of ways that that we tend to feel a little distance from God, but sure. oftentimes it's because my personal spiritual disciplines are have either become too too rote, hmm. or they have uh, just simply been neglected a little bit. Yeah. And I notice how it feels. I, I always I feel like it's the same way with like nutrition and health and and weight yeah. that. You you just don't feel good. You don't feel right. Your your body's not working well, and it that's you know. I kind of look back and be like, yeah, I haven't I haven't been eating great. Yeah, you know, I was out at that birthday party last night, and I had that extra glass of wine, and I knew I was going to feel it today. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sorry, a Baptist. I know you don't have that problem, but yeah, um, yeah. All the Baptists are in the clear on that one. But, yeah. <laughs> They're like, got you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, that's I usually see I see the results of lack of discipline, and it's to do with with feel. I, I don't yeah. feel good spiritually, physically, whatever. And and I'm like, oh yeah, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I need to get back to to, yeah. to training here. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. I also feel sometimes I when I start to notice, and when it comes to leadership, I, I'm frustrated in a meeting or a conversation, and I feel like what's going on here and or maybe someone doesn't get the memo or like is not being it's clear that they're not being communicated with and and so when i start to feel frustrated to me it's a sign that maybe i haven't been as disciplined in my leadership as in some of those core practices of of consistent communication and follow up with people as maybe i need to be so yeah i think there's a feel aspect to it do i feel good do i feel proud of what's going on do i feel healthy in those areas of my life and and, and like i'm hitting on all cylinders or do i feel like i'm having to drag myself kind of through everything and some some of those are just signs that maybe some there's need to get back to training get back to that yeah. discipline yeah. So even as you're talking, I'm thinking about where do I notice this in leadership? When I when I'm disciplined, what usually happens is I deal with challenging things with less emotional stress. Yeah. I seem to be able to navigate challenging situations a little bit by taking it in stride. Mm. And that's usually now that I think about it, that's when I'm in a good discipline. In yeah, my life, I don't, because, there's like a confidence that comes with it or, yeah, a, that's good. Yeah. Hey, this challenge isn't the end of the world because I know God's with me and yeah, right. Yeah. I like it. I think that confidence thing is a big part of being disciplined. You, you put the time in, you've, you've spent the, the time thinking something through and praying about it and doing all those things. And so you have a healthier confidence, not only in who you are and being comfortable in your own skin as a leader, but also in what's going on in the bigger picture and, and all of that. So um, when discipline drifts and it can happen and we come in and out of discipline, you know, Kelly and I always joke around at our house about the diet plan at our house is the tomorrow plan. We'll start it tomorrow. And then the next day we'll start it tomorrow. And if it's the weekend, it's the Monday plan. We'll start it on Monday. And when Monday gets there, it's the tomorrow plan again. And, and when we're on vacation, it's it's the when we get back from vacation plan. So it's it's a really, you know, it's easy for our disciplines to drift in, in the midst of just the real lives we live every day. We, we just... If we're not purposeful, 
it will happen. It, we just will tend away from self-discipline and training because training is work yeah. and training can be hard. And so, um, you know, Paul talks about it as, is sort of like this strict training. Like you have to be purposeful about it and it's, it's not easy. And, um, you know, we're, we're after something that matters. And so for me, I have to remember why, why is self-discipline, why is training and strict training and being disciplined in, in life and leadership, why does it matter? Um, and it matters for the outcomes we want to experience, but not only the outcomes, but as you've kind of hinted out already, it also impacts the experience we have as we do our lives, as we live them and as right. we lead. And right. don't you want to have a fulfilling life and leadership throughout your life and not just think about the end outcomes, right? We want to have, we want to be excited about showing up for work and uh, looking forward to that thing with our family and uh, excited about our, the time that we're going to spend with God in the morning or whatever. And um, discipline can help us get to that place where we're, we're actually experiencing life in the midst of the things that can, without discipline, begin to feel like a grind. So I think there's a lot of benefits to self-discipline. Yeah. Everybody knows all that. Everybody out there is rolling their eyes and going, yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> but it's, a, and then, you know, there's like a million sports analogies so many. Just, yeah. Right. So, I mean, this is yeah. like a field day for us. So we're actually, oh, yeah. I'm not going to take the bait, but I will say it's a lot more fun when you're practiced up and you play the game than if you didn't practice, Amen not to, to that, mention right? you avoid injury. Yeah. If you're, yeah, you got your fundamentals <laughs> dialed in, you, you're in shape, you're ready to go. You're going to have fun and you're going to have less risk involved. Right. And you're going to lead. I think a lack of discipline can actually, if we're not careful, can lead us into some some, uh, you know, traps along the way we can find, you know, the, the, the places in the road that are dangerous and unhealthy too. When we're not disciplined, we won't be as ready for them. So, you know, I've been doing the mountain climbing stuff all summer long and training for that. People are like the better shape you're in, the more fun you're going to have and the safer it's going to be, uh, you know? when you're out of shape and you're tired, that's when mistakes happen. That's when falls happen. So, um, okay. We'll, we'll dispense with the sports analogies. <laughs> you and I, we could it's go so on. It's so hard. It's so hard to on. not take yeah, it. Yeah, we could go on and on and on, but, uh, we'll have to involve some because I think strict training or discipline, um, like Paul's talking about, he uses sports analogies on purpose, right? He's talking about the, the Isthmian games or whatever happened there in Corinth every two years. There's a reason he uses that because it is a really appropriate image. Training as an athlete is a good representation of what we can do in our faith, in our leadership, and in our personal lives, not just our physical uh, well-being. So how do we start? If we notice we're off track and we, we need to get some self-discipline back, if you're like me, Jason, I overdo it immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I take every discipline that I've ever had and I try and pack it into like a four hour window <laughs> and I'm going to make it all come back all at once. Right. You ever been there? Um, maybe once or twice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we yeah. Are, right. We're all that way. And I, th again, getting back to sort of the physical uh, side of things, like if I haven't been running or I'm not in shape, um, there's a part of me that wants to go out and skip ahead to the time when I'm going to be in shape. And so that first time back out on a run, instead of doing like walk a mile, run a mile, ease back in, I will run like three and a half or four miles because my body initially can kind of handle it. But what happens the very next morning if I run yeah, three and a half done. Or It's four the miles? Frankenstein walk all day. Yeah, it's a Frankenstein walk. It's shin splints. It's uh, what did I do to myself? And And so I think the first key to bringing self-discipline back as a practice in our faith, in our leadership, and in our personal lives is to start slow and start small. Yeah. Um, we got to pick 
pick a few things that are kind of help us begin to move back toward discipline, but aren't going to be so uh, uh, intense that it actually gets in the way of of being disciplined in the end. Because for me, if I do that three or four mile run and I have shin splints, what does that immediately do to me? It puts me back on the couch for two weeks, right? So how do we start small and build up over time those habits and disciplines that are going to lead to a healthier place for us? And so I don't know what the starting small things would be for you, Jason, but for me, it um, one of the things ways to start small is just setting aside time for daily prayer. Now, I'm a pastor. Everybody's like, what do you mean you don't pray every day? I'm like, well, let's set judgment aside for a moment here and just to be real. There are times when that personal connection with God is the piece of my discipline that goes missing and, and my prayer life becomes functional to my life as a pastor and it's more connected to that. And so um, I, one of the ways that I can start back and start building back discipline is to set aside even just a handful of minutes for personal prayer uh, on a daily basis. So that's one. Um, another practice that I bring back when I notice I'm drifting is in leadership is my weekly review. Once a week, I take an hour to kind of go through my what's going on in the church and the projects that I'm on my plate and how things are going. And, and taking an hour a week to do that is kind of a way to begin to build back to healthy discipline. Um, I don't know about you in your personal life, Jason, but maybe it's something like getting a date night on the schedule again, on the calendar again for, for you and, and Karen or like, I, you know, so it's things that we can start small that we know will be disciplines we want to include, but are not going to be so overwhelming at first that it's going to derail our progress. Right. Because you're, not, you're just not going to stick with it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be undoable for you. And so how do you, how do you make things doable? And to not feel like, I don't know, we're in, we're in such an achievement based society and we become so conditioned to achieve that taking a small step just doesn't feel like it's enough. But actually, yeah. you know, that can, it's the consistency over time thing that really does it. So, totally, you know, for me, it's um, how do I, if I'm feeling a little dry in my relationship with God, how do I incorporate some real doable things that don't take a lot of time that I don't have to think a lot about, you know, I could just do it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a devotional that I listen to on my phone, listen to the same one for years. It's a it's a Jesuit devotional. Uh, it has an app and there's a daily uh, Lexio Divina and um, time for you to pray. And I, I'll go out and like walk around the neighborhood, listen to it. It takes about 10 minutes mm-hmm. and, you know, the, all in after I walk and everything, say it's about 20 minutes. For me, that's real doable in the morning before I kind of get out and get going. And then, and then I just remind myself if I wake up late or if it doesn't work out that day, don't freak out. I have my backup prayer, which I just, I have no name for it. So I just call it like the cup of Joe prayer where, because I drink coffee every day, I just make it a reminder that as I drink my coffee, I say, Lord, help me be awake to what you want for me today. Hmm. And um, not to feel, not to beat myself up if I end up just doing the coffee prayer, because I think. That little something makes a much bigger difference than I'm than I realize. Yeah. So building in some disciplines that are doable, that you can begin to 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 see bearing fruit again by being consistent over time. That's part of discipline, right? Consistency over time. And it usually leads to more discipline. So it's sort of like begets more discipline. So I the last time I kind of went through a drier spell, I started doing that. And then I started like, you know what? Let me I kind of want to go back and we're doing this Bible, this um, sermon series on Mark. 
let me bust out, let me blow the dust off the, the Greek New Testament and just slowly read through and kind of see what comes out. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. I had pages of just notes that I was taking as I was thinking about it and and in it. And, and I kind of pop out of it and it's been 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. But That's I so don't good. know if I would have just jumped right to that. I may have had shin splints. You know yeah, I mean? you may have, but I think the thing is the outcome, it, you start to feel good again, right? You st- start yeah. to feel um, like you're doing something that's creating traction again in your, either your walk with God or in your leadership or maybe out in your personal life at home. And so start with something small or doable, manageable that can begin to build that consistency back because it's kind of contagious. It feels good to be disciplined and it, it's going to lead to kind of actually a desire to, to do more or want to to experience even more of that. And anytime I've gotten in great physical shape, um, it's almost like I can't wait to go and do some more, like to keep training, to keep building on that. And so I think when you create a little bit of momentum by starting small or starting in a manageable way, it can actually begin to build some momentum uh, that helps. So I think another key for me, um, uh, in addition to starting slow or starting small, is to focus on the fundamentals. Focus on the fundamentals. And and this is where probably for me, I need, uh, you know, this is where when I'm off track or I notice that discipline is missing, this is one of those areas where I'm like, okay, I've just gotten a little bit lazy on the fundamentals. The things that I know make a difference in my faith, in my leadership, in my life at home, I've just kind of kind of got lax on those things. And I need to get back to the basics. I need need the fundamentals again. Um, you know, there's a reason why the best athletes in the world um, make all those shots. Like, you know, Steph Curry makes all those three-pointers and it looks amazing. But you actually watch him. He actually practices really sound fundamentals throughout, right? And um, he works on those all the time. And so for me, sometimes we just get complacent around the fundamentals and forget to incorporate those things. And we're kind of... Uh, this is how I would I would talk about it for myself, kind of coasting on my strengths, coasting on my strengths. There's some things I'm naturally gifted for. Uh, I like to be up in front of people. I can communicate well. And so I might get a little bit lax on how how focused and disciplined I am around my sermon prep. Um, I just sort of uh, coast on that. Or uh, maybe it's in your ability to sort of sit through a meeting and sort of bluff your way through a meeting. Uh, because you're a leader and you you know how to do that and um, but you're not disciplined you didn't actually add any value to that meeting or prepare for it ahead of time or something right you just kind of coast through it so um how do we get back to some of the core fundamentals uh that are gonna help us not only feel more disciplined but actually have some better outcomes at because of those fundamentals are present so jason are there some fundamentals that you think of when it comes to your your faith or your leadership that um that are important to to healthy outcomes. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that, and we hadn't talked about this ahead of time is those two things I could very much resonate with. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe every pastor can, it's like, Mm -hmm. am I, am I really prepared for that meeting where we're going to get the most out of it? We're not going to waste everybody's time. We're going to, right. I mean, I know that, you know, it hurts to admit there are some times when it's like, oh shoot, this snuck up on me Yeah, and um, I'm not at my best. And then, you know, we might not, sort of move the ball where we want it to go. Um, And and then sermon prep, sermon prep's a a big one because when I notice it, it feels like my, my preaching lacks will lack a certain level of depth 
Mm-hmm. And the only way I could describe it is when that happens, I feel less confident about the message. But when I've really gone deep in my prep time, I feel like I could talk about it for hours. Right. It comes naturally, comes spilling out of you. And yeah, it, yeah. It, there's, there's a confidence and a power there. I don't even know that. if depth's the right word. I, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. There's, you know it I mean? didn't mature, right? It didn't iterate right. enough. It didn't in your ripen own heart enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I think, again, God can work through anything, even our bad preaching and all that. So it's not to negate the Thank spiritual God he work. Can. Yeah, right. But the point is, man, what not it amazing when we get to, to really sit with a passage and wrestle with it and chew on it and, and God works in our heart and we get it to the finish line and we feel like, man, I was really disciplined around that. And, and then we preach that sermon and it connects and it lands and people are saying, man, thank you for that. Or, or that really spoke to me. And I feel like God was saying this to, to me about my own life. Like that's what, that's what discipline can lead to, right? So yeah. being disciplined in those areas, back to the fundamentals of, of, um, kind of connecting to those things that we have no, no have worked well in the past or the kind of the building blocks of, of really healthy things. And so, um, yeah, I, I, are you doing that? Well, are you squaring up for the shot, Jason, yeah. or are you just kind of <laughs> coasting on, you know, I've done this before, so I can do it again. And, yeah. um, you know, yeah, you don't, you know, that meeting example again, keeps coming back to my mind. Not only is it kind of a waste of time, but it's also, I don't walk away feeling good because I had to kind of bluff my way through and sort of fake it. Yeah. And I think that's where you feel like, man, I, you know, I don't know about you, Jason, but when, when it comes to like, I, this is my, my calling, my vocation. Right. But I also have, I get a paycheck for this. Right. So it's a, it's a poor stewardship look too. So it's, so thinking in those terms, I think, how do we get back to the fundamentals that ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm a servant here. I answer to, to Jesus for how I conduct myself. And so I'm going to practice these fundamentals and be disciplined in, in my, my um, leadership and my faith for, for that purpose. And so, um, yeah, so focus on the fundamentals. And I don't know what those look like for everybody, but I'm sure we have a lot of similar points of contact for leaders in the church for sure. So start small, start manageable in a way that's not going to just dry you out and hang you out to dry the first time. Focus on the fundamentals again. Get back to core things that have worked well for you that have been consistent practices over time. And then um, just remember that you you can do it. Like you can do this, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you can do this and you have done this and you you can do it again. Um, and I think sometimes I, I look at my own leadership and I wonder, is my best leadership behind me? It mm. is is my most innovative and creative and change oriented leadership in the past. Did I kind of did I peak already? And now I'm just coming down. <laughs> I'm like we're too young for that kind of thought. I think, but sometimes we kind of go. Maybe I don't have enough left to give. Maybe I don't have it in me, or I don't know. Maybe that that season has passed. And um, but I I think it's important when it comes to discipline as we build it back, we're going to discover not only can we do this, but God's going to meet us there and give us what we need in order to do this. You can do this, Jason. You can do it. Right. Sometimes we need that encouragement. Um, the other day I was with the kids and we were swimming in this uh, pool. It was probably, I don't know, a pretty big pool, maybe 40 feet in length. And uh, my my kids are 10 and 12. And I was challenging them to swim underwater for like one length of the pool. And they're like, I don't know, that's so far. And I was like, you can do it, go ahead. And so inevitably they came up about halfway, right? They, they, they would come up uh, for error two thirds of the way and just never quite made it. And I said, uh, let me, do you think that I could swim to the end and back? So 80 feet without 
coming up for air. And my son, Will, was like, no, you can't do that down there. I don't think it's too far or whatever. And so um, I did. I, I don't know. I haven't practiced swimming in a long time, but I got I got under the water. I swam to one end of the pool underwater. I turned around and swam underneath the water all the way back without coming up for air. And my lungs were burning. Like I was, I, but I had to prove a point, right? You can do this. <laughs> and it was, um, it actually, it was uh, something that I remember um, reading. I wish I could remember the book and maybe uh, I just need to go find this and maybe you could even Google it and find it. But it was, a, I think it was a Navy SEAL that did executive coach counseling for like CEOs and he would take them to a swimming pool and he would have them say, I think I can hold my breath underwater for a minute or maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And they, he would have them say what they thought they could do. And then he'd have them go under the water and see how long they went. And then he would continue to push them. And um, and then he, he would say at the end, I want you to just hold your breath as long as you possibly can. And, and when you start to think, I can't stay under the water anymore. I just want you to dig deep and I want you to do it because your body will survive even though your mind is telling you it won't. You're going to be okay. Uh, I'm right here. I want you to hold your breath as long as you you can. And inevitably for these uh, executives, they would discover that they could, most of them could hold their breath for twice as long or longer than they thought that they could. And so they would come up and it would be like two minutes and 15 seconds that they'd been under the water. And so the example is you can do this and you can actually do a lot more in life and leadership and discipline than sometimes you feel like you're up for. And we're kind of, we have the advantage in this, in, in the kind of our understanding that the, the Holy Spirit is there to empower us and help us in that as well. So not only are we not alone in our discipline, but we can, we can do it. We, we have the capacity to be disciplined and we don't really have an excuse not to be disciplined. Dang it. Okay. That was a little preachy there for a minute. But. No, that's good. That's helpful. I, I really like that point of, you know, you could, you could do more than you think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I think we need to hear that because I feel like the gravitational pull is just saying, no, no, you can't do. Yeah. Or we look at someone like a really capable leader out there or pastor somewhere and we go, well, that's them. That's how they're wired. I could never be that disciplined. I'm not that good at a church administration. I like, you know, these parts of my job, but I'm not good at this other one. You can do more. You can be more disciplined than you give yourself credit for. And I think sometimes we bail out too soon and we kind of go, well, that's just not me. Where I think sometimes it's just a way of us excusing our lack of discipline. And that's kind of a hard, a hard word. That's to myself as well, Jason. You know, this is like I'm preaching at myself here. Well, as we uh, as we kind of close up this idea, yeah. a question occurred to me as we were talking because I'm thinking about like somebody listening and being like, "How is this any different from self help?" You know, um, like really, like we're talking about self discipline. Is this like I feel like I could pick this up in a book of a self help section? What about it makes it um, spiritual? Spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really important question. I, throughout the New Testament and really throughout the story of scripture, we are called to a disciplined life with God that yeah. has consistent rhythm and activity in our connection with God and, and with those around us. And then in our calling as leaders, I mean, Paul speaks to this many times, but there's a call to discipline, to self-discipline. And, and uh, I think it's something that we can't 
ignore in our, our stewardship of the role that God has given us, right? When Paul talks about it for himself, you know, pressing on to take the prize, right? To finish the race. And in, in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, go read that passage and tell me that self-discipline isn't part of the Christian life and isn't part of church leadership. Um, so it is, it's deeply spiritual. In fact, you know, we, we uh, serve a God who is a God of routine and rhythm who, uh, you know, set the, the times and seasons and, um, so we're connected to that and we need to have those same that same mindset of healthy habits and disciplines that are not there just for the sake of our own pride or our own whatever but they're really for our our well-being in our relationship with God in our leadership and in our life with those who are closest to us. So mm. just trust this Jason I I think for me uh it's just a reminder you you do have muscle memory for the because we have been disciplined at points in our in our story with God or in our leadership and those healthy things will come back discipline is possible and it's going to lead to to better outcomes i think for for our lives better discernment when we're making decisions and greater creativity in how we lead so uh, self-discipline is a big deal. And so maybe we all, the end of this, we all, if anybody made it to the end, they were disciplined enough to to listen to us for 30 <laughs> minutes or whatever, like make a commitment. I'm, I'm going to choose to be disciplined. Discipline actually matters. And in the, in the time of COVID, we, maybe we let things drift a little bit, but let's get back to being disciplined followers of Jesus, disciplined leaders uh, for the sake of not only our experience of leading in, in life, but for better outcomes in the end. Well said, my friend. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, again, we'd love for you to reach out to us, Jason or Jesse at reclaimleader.com. Uh, love for you to leave us uh, a review on iTunes. It's a way that helps people to find this podcast. And uh, as we sign off, I'm just going to say what we always say is that ministry is hard. It is so much better when we do it together. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Reclaimed Leader. Join us next time for more insights, interviews, and resources to help you in your leadership journey.